we never say when we're starting. People don't know to get on board. They don't know when you, because we have to say hi and welcome to Orange Country. That's, there I'm you did Gina. It. This is Mr. Shane McAnally. Hello. And this is Orange Country. You did it. So today I we're going to talk about, <laughs> that feels so formal. It is. That's how they usually sound though. It's like today we're going to be talking about. Just like we have to have manners. You know, I, I got to tell people where they are and what they're listening to and what they're doing, right? Right. Who we are. Why are I'll we here? I'll be your spiritual guide. You are today. my spiritual guide. Through Orange Country. But it's true podcast. though. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody said, oh, "Let's talk about I Orange didn't... Country." Should we talk about that for a minute? Just sure. Take a beat to talk about how that happened, right? It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun and a combination of our worlds. It is Orange County and, and a country boy. Country music. Yeah. And an orange country boy. An orange country boy and yep. an orange country girl. Orangey, aren't you? Because that is sort of aren't my. Aren't you country? <laughs> yeah, but I'm orange country, right? Because that's how I identify to country music is very like I'm an orange county country music fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it's I'm, different. It's a lot of layers. A lot of layers, I'm telling you. Welcome to Orange Country. I do want to start uh, this episode with talking about something that happened to me today. Okay. Um, and good or bad? It's well, it's it's good, but it's it is kind of heavy. Okay, I like heavy. But it re- it really did affect me and knowing what we were coming to do and sort of the day I was having. So, okay. So, right now we are renting a place in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, Airbnb. How is that? It's fine. Okay. I, I will tell you this. It it said you have to walk up 80 steps to get to it. Mm, I don't do cardio. I don't think I thought what 80 steps was. It's 80. Until I was carrying my bags and... Well, I would say I was carrying my kids' bags, but my husband carried his and his and his kids' bags <laughs> and our kids' bags. But it eighty steps is a lot, um, a lot. It's. Up. Did you find this, Russ? This place? Well, the place is so cool. But uh. the reason it's cool is you have to go up to eighty steps, and then you're above everything right there in Hollywood, like where uh, Hollywood and Highland and all that is. Okay. And you're looking down on all of that, and it has. It's so That's cool. That's such a good metaphor for life, right? It is. You, you to, could get you, to the top, but you gotta fucking go climb those your steps. way up. Yeah. It, it, and I needed it because I didn't have a chance to work out here. But but it was yeah. literally like the Santa Monica stairs. I mean, it was like, are you fucking kidding me? When they said eighty steps, and then I got there last night in the pitch black night, trying to like maneuver up these steps. But the the point is not that. So this morning. Um, when the kids were waking up, we didn't have anything in the house. And God knows last night when we got up those steps, we were not going back Mm-mm. down to get anything. So I would this, definitely make that like a door dasher's problem. I can tell you one thing. You never fucking forget your keys or anything else up there. No. Like, because yeah, you're down. When you get down those stairs, you're down. So this morning, uh, we went to the market and it's this little market around the corner. And I mean, that area of Hollywood is... it's. It's not flashy. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, I there's don't some, do LA, so some I don't... gritty areas, okay. and um, it's sort of a touristy area. But there's this little strip mall with like five things in it right near the place. And we went into the market to get some cereal and milk and just stuff for the kids to have at the house. Okay. And my husband went in to to grab this stuff, and while I'm sitting there, I see this laundromat. And this very distinct sort of emblem the laundromat had, like a logo. Okay. 
And I realized that 17 years ago, I sat on the curb right there under that laundromat sign at 7 a.m., high as a kite, crying my eyes out because I'd been up all night long, did not have a ride, did not know what I was doing with my life. I was 30 that years old. That is crazy. And that was the, the next day was the first time I went to an AA meeting. So that was like, you. that's your rock bottom spot. It was. And I had others along the way, but that was the first time mm-hmm. that I was like, I have got to figure my shit out. I'm mm-hmm. never going to, my life is going nowhere. I went, I was sober that run for eight years. And wow, uh, you were sober for eight years and then you revisited. Yeah. What made you fall off? Well, it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't like something bad happened. Actually, what happened was a lot of good stuff. Oh, and the celebration and thinking you could. Yeah, and I think my life was so different. I, you know, I had moved to Nashville, uh, back to Nashville in those eight years. I'd gotten married and had kids. And I think there was this thought that I wouldn't do that again. I can drink wine. Mm-hmm. I can have a beer. I'm so far okay, from it. My right. lifestyle is so different. I'll never go back to you won't step doing out drugs of or the way. Right. You have a different relationship with yourself now. What's going on? All right. that, and you can handle it. That's you right. You can handle it in a more like mature yeah. way. You can handle it exactly. And, and yeah. I would be responsible. I'm have kids. Right. You're not going to have kids and be buying cocaine. Right. But guess what? Life just got really good. Yeah. And um. And so then. I spent the following eight years, after eight years of being sober, I spent the following eight years slipping and sliding, Mm. trying so hard to get sober again because it's after you do that, not to make this an entire, you know, a conversation about public service getting sober. Yeah, but you know, what happens is you realize how close it is and how easy it is. And so you think, well, I got eight years. So now I'm drinking and I need to stop again. Mm. That'll be easy to do. It, if you're thinking about the fact that you need to stop, though, yeah, you got a problem. You need to stop, right? You got to stop. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was one of the first things that happened to me when I. So that that morning that I'm talking about back 17 years ago, what this morning reminded me of was that there I was sitting right there. I mean, I could feel it. I could feel the sick in my stomach. I could feel the the not knowing how I was going to pay my rent. Um. And who was going to pick me up? I did every, I mean, my relationships were all shit. I had were nothing left. Were you writing music though during I, this time? I was always writing and, music, okay. but it was nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. No. and Because not, you think it was because you were under the influence of no, these bad I honestly, things? Or? I don't think that had to do with not like being able to quote sell songs. I think that I was so far off path mm-hmm. that that wasn't even... I wasn't even close to that. Like I thought I was. I thought I was one thing away. Yeah. But the truth was I had to get to my authentic self. I had to get past all the stuff I was putting between me and the world to write the proper songs and also to tell the story in a way to myself mm-hmm. that it was possible. I was just so worried about other things and trying to make the outside better when the inside was so fucked up. But yeah. But I did have this incredible revelation this moment or this morning of saying I'm leaving here with groceries for my children with my husband and I'm going to drive to Universal City and 
go to the Kelly Clarkson show and watch Dolly Parton and Kelly Clarkson perform a song that I co-produced. That is what Getting Up did and showed me. Yeah. Going back. You know, and not it's everybody- It's so incredible to have the perspective, to have the, yeah. I mean, really, like you to be, you, to, to be in the same exact physical space, yeah. but to have two completely different lives and experiences when you are in that spot is crazy to me, you know? Um, I just hope that, that if I had, I just wonder if in that moment when I was sitting on that curb, if someone had told me a story like the story I just told, could give hope to people, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think it. I think it. I think the the bottom line is like we are sitting here today, and it's an amazing place to sit. Yeah. I sometimes I have these days where I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but the bottom line is, you know what? It wasn't easy. And there was a lot of hard things that happen and, and life is, is not always peaches and cream, but like, if you stick it out, you have the fortitude, you can get through stuff. If you keep that positive energy, that positive space, and then you'll find like, even if you end up in the same exact spot, yeah. you're in a completely different place. Well, there was a reason for me to see it that way. And yeah. we were also coming to do this and, and that I could come in here and That's tell crazy. you that story. All what? of a sudden, those 80 steps don't look so high, right? Right. It doesn't look so bad. Exactly. It's That's what life does for you. It gives you perspective. Yeah. It yeah. Does. So what about, I mean, we've sort of lightly touched on, and when you talk about your own life being tough, what, yeah. I mean, what's the detail of that? Where, where's the moment where, you know, did we watch it play out on television? The worst of it? I don't think so. Okay. Honestly, I think the worst of it for me happened uh, like prior to ever becoming part of the show. And it was really, you know, I uh, had a great childhood upbringing, everything middle class, like we weren't rich or nothing, but like I was very happy. And when you live on Long Island, it's like a bubble and you think it's better than everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So like I thought I lived in the best place and whatever. I like had great friends, great family, everything. And then my ex-husband, you know, was just, I was on the course that I was supposed to be on. Gotcha. Like, you know what I mean? And it felt good and I didn't question it. And we had this opportunity come up to move to Orange County from New York. Um, and I was like, let's do it. Let's have an adventure. And my ex is not really that kind of person that mm -hmm. like, let's do it. So I really was the one, the catalyst who pushed us to come here. And then we came here and I really look at it. Like, I think that my, my ex is not a bad person. Like he's a good, he's a good person and he is a good father, but he, uh, but it was also a bad, a bad combo later, maybe not from you know the whole what? beginning. I think the problem was now, the way I look at it now is where the way we grew up too, I think he was just very like enabled, you know, and mm -hmm. we had a lot of support from our family and that was the lifestyle there. And had we have stayed in that bubble with all of that support and all these people helping us make our decisions, making our decisions for us and us being perfectly okay with that, we would have been fine. The problem is that we moved, we made a cho choice to move away from that. And, see and we had things. no support, nothing. And I really think he just lost his way. Mm -hmm. And then he but made bad God. decisions. I yes, mean, right. That's why I choose to look at it like it was meant to be. He, But he did, he had an affair. And for me, that was like, I couldn't even fathom that happening. And I remember the moment that I found out, it was like the whole rug got pulled out from underneath me and my whole life as I knew it was just gone. 
Yeah. You know, and it was, I had, you said, have brought up the fact that you had a panic attack. I literally remember going in my closet and it was like, you know, like when you're young and you do like whippets, it's like wah, mm, wah, mm-hmm. wah. That's what it was like. Me, and I remember sitting in my closet and it, my whole world was just like closing in around me. It was like wah, wah. And I just didn't even know what to do, to do. It was like an outer body experience. Like this isn't happening. This isn't my world. This isn't my life. Like that's not, that, this isn't, this isn't, no. Like when did this even happen? I didn't even have an inkling. Like it was like, just got knocked and rocked and looking back though do you go of course that happened yeah I mean kind of because like I guess looking back now I'm like I actually don't even think that we were it's sad to say because I don't want to say that because it's like we have children in a life and stuff but I truly feel like now that I'm with Travis like I understand what being truly in love with somebody in a, a, a rewarding relationship is and On a both partnership. Sides and it's the right thing. Right. And I just really, so I've really identified that and I've looked at that and I've gotten through that because I've identified that as like, we just really weren't supposed to be together. And by the way, t- for people who don't know, w- would you say, and I know you can't speak for him, but just from your, uh, from your perspective, would you say that Matt has that too now? I, I, I think so. I think Matt obviously has a lot more regrets in how he handled right. a lot of the situations that we went through regarding him and I in our relationship. So it's it's harder for it's easier for me to look at it as the person gotcha. who gets to be mm-hmm. the good one mm-hmm. in the in oh, this scenario. Wow. Honestly, you know what, what I mean? An honest the, thing but to say. it really is, you know, it's easier to be my shoes now. It was harder for me to be in my shoes then, but it's easier for me to be in my shoes now. And I don't like to speak about that because yeah, that's where I think course. Matt really does have a lot of uh, regret uh, attached to that. He feels like he let down his family and it's harder for him now professionally. He lost his job as a result of us. So he's building himself back up and he understands and takes responsibility for all of it that he's done that to himself. But I think it's it's obviously like you're going to have some regrets there and what ifs and whatever where I don't because I'm in such a good space now and it was those decisions like the, I was not in the best place emotionally or mentally, but when the show came, it felt good. And I decided lean into this and don't give it away. Mm-hmm. And and I, it's scary and it's exciting, but it feels good. And I truly believe that that was put in my path to help me get to where I'm supposed to be now. And honestly, the reason why I feel like so good about that too is because I know I don't I can't even think it blows my mind to think what would have happened if I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity on the show mm. you know like I would have mm-hmm. been either stuck in this marriage or I've had to fa- I mean and that's why I give so many so many women they come to me and they're like you're you know you're such an inspiration or like if you got through I can get through it but like honestly I give them more credit because there's so many women who are in you know it's a tale as old as time what happened to me there's so many women who are in that situation and they don't have the world you know manifesting to plop you I was like surprise I'm gonna be a celebrity now you know what you I know? love about what you're saying though and this is a great lesson or example of you could tell this story very differently. You could tell the story of how your husband had an affair and you were doing it in front of everyone Mm -hmm. and you looked like a fool. 
You're yeah. not telling it that way. You're telling it as, thank God this happened to me because what it did was it put into motion yeah. where I'm at now. And when people ask me about it, I actually have empathy for the fact that they don't have a TV they show. They don't. And they don't have, it's harder. For, in some ways, obviously it was hard for me because I had to share with the world. But the trade-off was a lot of the other stuff, like financially, that was navigated for me. Like the show has been a blessing. And I have been there, you know, when we were going through it and then you get like, you know, cut off financially. And it's like, I've bounced run checks and stuff. Like I've been there, you know, and it's, it's very hard to try and build yourself up and keep working through everything with the chaos of like our relationship falling out and children involved. And it's very scary in general, yeah. but like a lot of women don't, they just, they don't even get divorced or whatever. Cause they're stuck. What are they going to even do? Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like that. And I evaluated that. That's why I, I didn't leave for a long time too. It. I was like, what am I going to do? I went to college. I had a degree, but I had three children. I hadn't worked in years. All my connections even to the workforce were in New York. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Be the, go be the, the, the aid at school and make, you know, and I could, and I would have if I had to, right. but that is and hard. And that's the real part of what a lot of people have to deal with. It's very hard. Why, did you guys just, where did y'all meet? College. Okay. And y'all just decided get married, have three. I mean, like, yeah. did it just happen? Cause that's what happens. Yes. It's kind of like, and what sad, was, but yeah. So people think of the housewives. It's not as common now, but you know, I feel like Bethany changed this and some other people along the way, but it was really known as people that were affluent, had a lot of money. Yeah. Did you guys, when you went on the show before I know the sort of bottom dropped out and everything mm -hmm. changed for you guys, did you go into the show Having mm -hmm. money. Mm -mm. And I never lied about that. Like, I always just was okay with who I was. Now, I want to put it in perspective. We live in a very affluent part of the world. Mm -hmm. We live in Orange County, California. Um, and so comparatively, so to, comparatively, right. I had a beautiful lifestyle, but even in our town in Cota de Casa, where, where uh, Real Housewives of Orange County started, we were, you know, we we felt privileged and lucky just to get inside the gates. Like mm -hmm. it was a stretch for us just to get and buy our home that we bought. We were very proud of it. We were a very young couple, up and coming. I feel like, you know, we would have been more financially successful as we went along the way. But like we were very much just like starting out. I drove a minivan, you yeah. know, like we didn't have, you know, like I bought my home and had plans to eventually renovate it, you know, like stuff like that. But I just felt happy to even just be there in general. Yeah. And I remember Matt, a lot of people thought that because he, he had had an affair previously, but a lot of people thought that he had it in LA because he had an apartment in LA, but really that was like, he oh, that's definitely what I thought. But that's not, he was actually living there because he moved out of the office where he was working because okay. I wanted him out of that office. And then he wanted us to relocate and start over there. In and LA? I was like, I won't go. It was LA, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was just kind of like, I won't go. I can't, Woodland Hills. I was like, I can't go because Why? I felt like he, I kept waiting for him to step up and like show me that this was actually going to work out. And I didn't feel like he was putting in the work to do that. And I didn't want to keep following him again. I'm like, I, I, I followed you across the country. I'm not going to keep following you if you're not like going to give me, and I didn't have the right feelings about it. And I just knew it wasn't the right decision. So I stayed and then he would come home on the weekends. And, um, it's just weird because even my friends, when I was auditioning for the show, they were like, well, say you have a second home in Woodland Hills. I was like, it's like a crappy apartment in Woodland Hills. I'm not going to say I have a second home. 
home right. as if it's some vacation home. I was like, I'm just going to be who I am. Yeah. And honestly, I'm so That's thankful a, that such a, I God, just- I hope everybody hears that. I yeah. mean, it is the opposite. Also, of, side note, it is very, because I see this happen to women now, because we've been through a lot of women since I got on the show. And what they do is they they they- audition as the women that they think that's right the show wants think that you probably have a lot of experience with this too just in the oh, industry exactly right? people the same thing are as music. trying to be who they think they you want them to be that's right then if they get casted though if they're slick enough to really send it there now they have to be that person yeah. and they're not and i feel very thankful that i never i was just myself and it was fun and i got casted to be myself because now i could just be myself whether yeah. it's good bad or ugly I have the privilege to just be who I am. Yeah. And I like that. And that's easy for me. And that's the lane that I exist in the best. And that's how I just operate in all facets of my life. And it's been it's been good to me. And I think it's brought me things. And it's also helped me feel like, feel my worth even more, right? Yeah. Because this is who I am and it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well- I mean, that- <laughs> And that's what all these women still, they still come on the show. I'm like, it's my fifth year. They're still crapping on me that I'm poor and my house is little. And I'm like, yeah, but it's enough. Like I'm still here, and, you know? And focusing on that it's enough just builds it and makes it grow. And meaning being so happy with, I know what that, that one shot of where the kids were sharing- there were three kids in two bedrooms. Is that right? Yes. They still are there. Straight up Brady they're, Bunch. They have I mean, y'all so are the Brady Bunch. Yeah, we really are. Bringing three in a piece. Yes. Ridiculous. Three and three is a lot First of, of all, the, the fact that both of y'all in your separate worlds decided that having three kids was a good idea, that tells you right now you're meant to be together because you're both insane. Well, the third one, I'll tell you, really pushes it over the top. And my Luca was a surprise. Okay. I definitely cried when I peed on the stick. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine life without Luca. I know. You know, but it is insane. My second two are only 15 months apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That My sister has this exact same story. She didn't know she was going to get pregnant. Yeah. So I think, fast, a, lot think us, she could. a lot of us. A lot of us. And she cried too. And guess I what? I thought I could I track too. my cycles. When That's she not showed me that. You cried too. Yeah. When my sister, well, because we had gone on this trip and it was my sister. You're like, you're two, ruining everything. Two of our kids. Well, it was, here's, this is so funny because we were just having enough to where we did some pretty bougie shit, which mm -hmm. was we would take a private plane to Disney. That's pretty bougie it's shit. Bougie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I forgot to tell you when we started this, I am fucking rich. Oh, so, right. Yes. So that's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> no, but I don't know why you just didn't pay somebody to walk up those 80 steps for you. I know. Right. Last night yes. I was like, they don't know who I am. Why did I not just have an elevator Seriously. installed here? No, but for real, that this was a, a a rare occasion where because the whole family was going, we rented a plane to go to Disney for my kid's birthday. It was around Christmas. It it, it actually ended up being something that was more cost effective than trying to buy, get every. It, it's a long story. Maybe not mm -hmm. quite. It, it was it was great. You sound like a rich person trying to justify your that, decisions that, to take a jet to Disney, but it's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's very true. But what happened was we all went, and so we, there's four of us. The, my husband, me, our two kids. Yes. My sister, her husband, two kids. And we had a nanny with us, okay? Mm -hmm. So there were nine of us on the plane, which that size plane, that's how many people you get on the plane. So on the way back, we were talking about, because there had been talk about them having another baby, about us having another baby. And we said, I think we're so good right now. Like there, we are lean and mean. There's a parent for every kid. 
That's good. And That's we have the nanny to help coverage. us. And yeah. we're the perfect size for a private plane. Right. And Which so many people can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> One tear came down my sister's face. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. And she God. was like, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't know for sure. But yeah, we're having yeah. another one. So I haven't spoken to my sister since then. That right. was four years ago. But that was a really listen, good Listen, I hear they're doing great. I mean, you have to, so not everybody's going to get the What am the, I going to do? Seat. Leave one of their babies when right. we do the private plane? Because I'm not leaving the nanny. No, you're I mean, not leaving the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't even know why I told that story. I'm really glad <laughs> oh, you did. because you said you had three. I think people that have yeah. more than two kids are crazy. Right. And we have twins. And, you do have twins. And- when, and I've actually all along I like wanted to have another one. They're very entertaining. Thank you. I know they definitely tried to entertain you. They did. But on a show for you. They're very entertaining. When you came over to the house and your kids weren't with you, all I could think was, she's come to visit Nashville. She's gotten away from her kids. And now <laughs> my kids have decided to please like let her be entertained by them. They're just like, Gina, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And I'm like, she's used to this. But Honestly, she needs a I break. love that. No, but the thing is, like, I really do like being around the kids, especially the ages yeah. that all of our kids are, because they're fun and they are entertaining. And honestly, our kids haven't gotten to spend any time together. I know. I'm excited really... for them to hopefully soon be able to get, because uh, I know they're going to get along, too. Is that, who's all going to the show tonight? Just me and Travis. Yeah. Because we needed the break. Well, good. Which My will be great, because I'll be babysitting your kids. <laughs> So I see what I, my the nanny yes, in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I get a seat in the jet, we're good. Okay. You do. If yes, you, if that's, your you title, if that's your title. It's all right. I'll do. I will do nanny. I do nanny well. Uh, yes. No, but really, when you know telling that story, the way I have to just say, it's hard to even talk about the true shit you went through to get where you're at to try to give people perspective. The reason why it's hard is because you already lived your life the way. You you stepped through things, okay? Mm-hmm. You ne- it doesn't sound like you've ever been a victim. I don't like victim. I I I feel bad because I understand. But did you like, not ever logically. go? Did you not ever go? I can't believe Matt, you did this to me. Or did you ever not? Did you just never see it that way? I because that's the natural. Well, I th- I saw it that way then, right? You know, but it doesn't um, sound like you stayed in that very long. No, I don't like that. I don't naturally subscribe to the victim mentality because it just, it's it's not, it's very anti-manifesting Absolutely what you want, it is. right? And I don't, it doesn't make me comfortable. I don't feel like a victim. I feel like someone who's living their life and things happened. But don't you think most people don't even realize when they're being a victim? Most people, anytime something happens, like let your husband having an affair. And I almost feel uncomfortable saying that because I don't know him. And I also know you're protective of that story and there's more to it. And you take a lot of responsibility for all the things. But the truth is most people, and I've had a lot, I I have a lot of really close friends, but a lot of close women friends who've been through this. And I've watched the same story over and over and over being, well, one, my friends who've had husbands cheat on them, they were desperately looking for it, looking through phones, looking oh, through yeah, emails. No. And I always will say, look for it hard enough and you will find it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they say, well, then that's why well, I'm looking. But the truth looking, is you're bringing you know it. You're bringing it in. It's like they're, if they're, yeah, exactly. Your your whole world is sort of yeah. being dictated by this, but it's victim. It's looking for power in that. I've done it. 
I mean, I have in, in my worst sort of, you know, still using and drinking, but yet being married, I could totally trust so hard to turn into the victim in a relationship Mm -hmm. of going, let me find some power here. Let me look through this phone and find some text that gives me some sort of power over you that says, Mm -hmm. look what you did because I know what I'm doing. And so I want to flip it. But my point being, it doesn't sound like you've, you lived that way. No, I'm really not like, um, I guess I look at it like this whole power thing, like people who are powerful, they want to have this like power over someone else or whatever. To me, it actually just resonates as like a weakness that like you feel the need to have to have control of someone else or power. But there's a lot of that in the housewives. I mean, there's a lot of like, this is the text message. Ha ha. Let me tell you what she said. Let me tell you what they did. And it, it's interesting that you don't really buy into that. And I, I believe you. I mean, yeah. you don't. And I don't see that behavior on the show. I'm just saying it's it's very unusual because I think most people could easily turn all of these situations into, yeah. look what you did to me. I mean, I got to tell you, it's amazing to me, your friend, Tatiana, that she never for a minute said, I can't believe Gina did that. Nope. Or didn't try to villainize you. Never. She I, cried for one day for, for herself, her own loss. For her own Had loss. nothing to do with you. And then, yeah. and But you know what? That's another example. That's a person in my life who I can now go to that exact example. And I talk about that a lot because to me, I'm like, that is who you are, who you hang with, right? And that's I'm right. like, that is a person you who's in my that. life. I attracted that. That is... A testament to her, but I also feel like it's it's you know it's a testament to me too. Like where we are together, and like that is that is a lesson that she taught me, and it's something that I choose to look at, and I still talk about it because that is something that affected me in such a positive way. And it's like you can you learn things from people along the way, good, bad, or ugly, right? And it's oh. like what you take from these lessons and these things and what you do with them is up to you. But like for me, that was a powerful story. I can't believe that. I was so upset and nervous and scared when that happened because my intention was never to like- Step in. Step in and then take some, but she doesn't look at it like that. She looks at it like you didn't. And that's the way I approach the show even now. Maybe taught taught me that is I don't play this cutthroat island. To me, no other woman can come in and take my job that's from me. Amazing. It's just whether I give it away or not. And to me, I've always said, look, my life is interesting to people and I understand that. But the day that it's not interesting anymore, that's okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to sell my soul for it. I'm not going to do this like survivor mentality. Like nobody can come in and take your place well, unless I love what, you let them. What you, know? you say, but, but it's not even... If somebody else came in and it they wasn't, can't. it's not it has, even possible. It's independent it's, of, of yes. yes, like you. That's their journey. That's their story on the show. And I'm very much a the greater. You're the sum of the parts. And this is the is time greater. I'm here. And yeah, and this is not the only thing. If you're winning, I'm winning. Well, you, know, you know, when I I've been working on this Broadway show for years, that is now. Yeah, finally, can we talk about that? Well, like, what, what? I, one of the aspects of it that that I wanted to mention with what you said was I got to be a part of the audition process where I was on the other side of the table, people coming in auditioning and you, you see the nerves and you see people thinking, Oh, I flubbed a line or, Oh, and, and I realized in, in all of the hours of auditions that we saw, 
most of the time we knew within a minute if the person was right. And it didn't matter if they fell on their face. If they were the right person, it's who they were. It's the essence. Yeah. And and it wasn't even a competition. It was Mm -hmm. like if they brought something in that was like, oh, we haven't seen that. It's not what we thought, but they have a place here. Right. And nobody else can take it because they're doing their own thing. Right. There's no way to compete with that. Right. And so whether or not it, it, whether or not they ended up being in the show, it's the ones that came in and they were just like, this is how I do it. This is who I am. I can't try to be that other person. Mm-mm. Maybe they have the best voice, but maybe I have this interesting quirk that it's just funny. It was always all leads back the to that quirks. vulnerability it that was. Put, you put yourself out there and you accept whether you're right for the position or not. You accept whether you're right for that role or not. You accept whether you're right for but that But people always think it's about not. it's about a moment. It's why we get nervous. It's even even I do that where I'll get nervous about something and think, "Oh god, I got to go but in here and nail it." Wouldn't but the truth you is, rather take a chance on yourself, your yeah, real self, yeah. than then if you only have a moment and you waste that moment trying to be something you're not. Yeah. Then like they, well, what, not only, I would rather I rather gamble on myself. And the other and thing is going that. in and being yourself. Like in the example of these kind of things, somebody walks in and they nail it being themselves, even though they're wrong for the show. Guess what? There's a casting director in that room that's right. that's casting five other shows. There's another opportunity. And it's like there. we know what that person is because mm-hmm. they're coming in. They know themselves. So this is you know there's a perfect spot over here for them. There's it, a perfect spot for everybody. Every absolutely. you know like there there is a lid to every pot. That's right. Right. And and I believe that. And I I would rather find my right lid in every different situation and scenario than like try to work so hard to change my my pot to yeah. fit all these other lids that wow. just don't actually fit. That was a very good metaphor. You know what? I I'm really good that at was metaphors. A, a really good <laughs> metaphor of a mom too talking to the kids. That's literally what my grandma used to say. Really? Yeah. That's, it's a lid for I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's a pot of sauce. Sauce. Yeah. That's the sauce. Welcome to Orange Country.